Hello, everyone. Welcome back to This is Stuff Sober, the podcast. I'm your host, Steph, an ex-binge drinker who is now a sober lifestyle blogger, as well as a wife and mother. In this episode, I want to talk about false beliefs, what they are, where they come from, and how they led to my drinking. When I got sober, my mind was able to process things from a clearer lens and unraveling these false beliefs has helped me process triggers that had me reaching for alcohol in the past. So let's talk about beliefs. There is a difference between a belief and a fact, but sometimes we get caught up in believing our belief system as fact. And it gets so ingrained into who we are that if we go against it, we sometimes will feel shame and guilt. But where do these beliefs come from? And why do we choose to believe them? So a belief is an opinion or a conviction. It may be something we feel strongly about, but others may not. Uh, It can be a personal belief or it can be one that society has created. Either way, we can find ourselves living a life according to what society tells us to believe, even when some beliefs don't sit right with our soul. I want to start by sharing a false belief that I had growing up that led to many years of drinking. When I was young, let's say like grade, you know, like grade school age, I wasn't the most popular girl. Um, I had glasses, a crooked smile, not a very attractive hairstyle. Let's just say I got made fun of a lot. And I noticed that the good looking people were the ones who everyone liked and nobody picked on them. And so I remember making it my mission to become not only good looking, but popular, you know, someone that everyone likes. So I got contacts and braces, and by the time I was in eighth grade, I was dating the most popular kid in our class, and I was also the class president. So what I ended up doing is proving to myself that the belief of your looks give you power. And... That was the first big false belief that got instilled in me and is actually a big one that I still work on today. So by the time I was a freshman, I had the looks down. But now I needed to figure out how to make new friends because the the junior high school I was in, there was only 30 of us in our class. And then we went to a bigger high school and I think, gosh, around 500, it it was a lot more in my class. So this turned into seeing like the popular kids drinking. And so I joined in, of course. Um, Alcohol is supposed to make us funny and cool and daring when we're, you know, young and in high school. And everyone around me was drinking. My parents drank. And I truly believed that that there was nothing wrong with doing it. And so it worked as well. 
right? I made a lot of new friends. I felt more confident and social when I would be drinking on the weekends with everyone. I just, it gave me what I thought I needed at the time. And so that instilled the belief that alcohol makes things more fun. It makes me more fun. It makes me more likable. It makes me funnier. Uh, It makes it easier for me to talk to people like that belief was instilled at that time. And then I became a young adult and I formed yet another false belief around alcohol. And this was that alcohol calmed my anxiety. And I just told this story about my alcohol-induced anxiety in season two, episode nine. And as I mentioned in that episode, alcohol was actually causing my anxiety, but because it was instilled in my mind that it calms you down, I was using it to treat my anxiety. So yeah, I was literally just pouring a flammable liquid on my dumpster fire, which as you know, would only make the flames bigger. (laughs) So then this morphed into my next false belief around alcohol, which was the amount that I was drinking was normal. And this comes from surrounding myself with others who drank just as much, if not more than I did. And I think a lot of people that had, you know, problems with drinking were guilty of this. If you really stop and think about it, um, it's a way to quiet that voice that questions your own drinking habits. Because if someone else is drinking just as much or more than you and you're around those people and it's it can't be just one. Like I feel for me, definitely it had to be several people. And it was several people for me. And when that's all you're around and not only in relationships, but music that I listen to, um, country music, for an example, always talk like every country song anymore is about drinking shows that I would watch. When you integrate all that together, it, it makes it very easy for you to convince yourself that your consumption and the amount you're consuming is normal. And so there is another false belief and it's a very dangerous position to put yourself in. And it was actually probably the first false belief that I unraveled when I got sober. Like it actually, I think was the false belief the unraveling of that false belief is kind of what got me sober in a way. That one and the whole anxiety um, kind of went hand in hand and were ones that I unraveled pretty early on and what resulted into me getting sober. And so since getting sober, I find myself questioning a lot of beliefs that don't sit well with me anymore. You know, the ones that have my inner voice asking why or says who. I now dive into where the belief came from and you know, I just really ask if it's true for me. Do I really feel this way? Because a belief can change. We all have free will and we all have minds of our own 
And if there's a belief that brings guilt and shame or it's triggering you to drink just so that you can continue to believe it or, you know, make it a part of your life if drinking has to be involved to like keep that going, there's a red flag, right? And if it, you know, if it's not making sense and it's not in alignment with who you are, then that's when you really need to start dissecting it. My drinking nine times out of 10 brought on guilt and shame. There was this huge part of me that knew it wasn't okay. But because I let those beliefs around me that society had instilled, like win over my intuition. I let that win over my intuition every time. Like I was saying, there are many other beliefs that I'm digging into now that I am sober. And I'm going to kind of name a few of these false beliefs that people may have. One of them is it's all about who you know. So this looks like name dropping or, you know, putting a lot of value into who's following you on social media, the types of responses and likes and comments you're getting and just putting a lot of your self value and self worth into that type of thing is a huge false belief. Maybe you were raised to believe success is measured by materialistic things or money And maybe that has never set well with you. Maybe you feel more like successful when you're happy and at peace with what you're doing. You know, maybe you are more drawn to some type of a vocation um, so that, you know, success looks like being able to feel good about what you're doing and like standing up for instead of doing a job that is totally against your beliefs. But hey, the pay's good, you know. Maybe you believe you will only be happy if you find someone to share the rest of your life with. I mean, who the fuck told you that? That's a huge one in society, you know? So dig in. Like, why why do you believe that? Dissect that belief right now. One that my daughter, and I'm actually really proud of her, she's overcome it. Uh, When she was about middle school age, my daughter used to believe that she needed to have a friend group because I had a friend group. Uh, I had a pretty solid, like, there was like nine of us. I had a friend group in high school, and... She believed, because that's what I had, that that's what she's supposed to do. And, you know, I had several conversations with her about that. And there's pros and cons to having a friend group. And it doesn't work for everyone, especially my daughter, because every friendship she has, they're so unique. Each person that she is close with is so unique. And I could never even imagine those people all in a room together. And I love that about her. And I love that she really values the one-on-one connection with each one of them. And she really values the uniqueness about each one of them. And she doesn't have to deal with girl drama that comes within a group, you know, where they kind of gang up on each other. Like she's never had to deal with that. And I just, I am really proud of her for at such a young age debunking that belief. Obviously, the list could go on and on with these beliefs. So how do you know what is a false belief? And this can be this can be tricky sometimes to dissect, but here's what I do. So one that I am, am working on um, that 
I talked about at the beginning of this podcast is vanity. Uh, it became instilled in me in a very young age, and so it's it's rooted in there pretty good. Um, I always believed, you know, that my looks will make or break the way someone feels about me. So if someone doesn't find me attractive, then they're not going to like me. And I put so much value in my looks. This is a false belief for me because when I ask myself why, I know that I don't put that type of judgment on others. So I don't like people solely based on their appearance. So therefore, it isn't a belief of mine because I don't feel that way. So that's how I have started to dissect that belief. Because if I don't believe it, if I'm not deciding on who's going to be my friend based on their looks, or if, if a friend comes over and they don't have their makeup on, I send them home because I can't, can't be their friend because <laughs> I can't look at them, then why do I think that people believe that about me? And that's kind of how I debunk these beliefs. And it helps me change my thoughts when those type of things do come up for me. I also will test this theory by pushing myself. Um, And this looks like posting on my Instagram. Like when I do my dreadmill post that I just started doing, you know, it's first thing in the morning. I'm sweating on the treadmill. I have no makeup on. My hair's just up in a ponytail. I, I mean, I literally crawl out of bed and within 10 minutes I'm on, on the treadmill. And so I have never had anyone say a damn thing about it. Nobody sends me messages about those posts and say, Hey Steph, you know, next time, could you maybe put yourself together a little bit better? Like no one does that. My messages get through, and actually, I've had some pretty good responses to those messages and the things that I have to say. So there's one way that I prove to myself that this belief is false. And it's empowering. Same thing with like me going to, I will force myself to go to the store without any makeup on because that was something that was really big for me. Like I would never leave the house without makeup because I was worried I would see someone or just even people I didn't even know. I was worried about them seeing me like they give a shit. And, you know, no one comes up to me in the store and is like, my God, woman, would you put some damn makeup on? Like nobody. I mean, honestly, everyone is so damn worried about themselves. They don't even notice. And I have a lot of really good friends and people in my life who... I know truly care about who I am as a person and really could give a shit less about the way I look. So I hope that helps as far as breaking these beliefs down and kind of testing things out for yourself. Um, It's empowering to know that we don't have to believe these things anymore. A lot of these false beliefs I mentioned were reasons I drank and letting them go has helped me stay sober. So my final thought, if society had us believing a poison was making our lives better, what else are they lying about? Thank you for taking the time to listen to me today. Remember, I am just a woman on a mission to normalize sobriety and living a sober lifestyle. I am not a licensed therapist or a doctor. 
please, if alcohol is causing serious physical or mental health issues, seek professional help. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Be sure to follow so you don't miss future episodes. And just so you know, leaving a five-star review will help this podcast reach more people like you and in the sober community. It's an easy way to do your part in normalizing a sober lifestyle. Because I truly believe that nobody should feel alone in sobriety. And that being said, feel free to reach out to me or anyone on the sober Instagram community. Check out my show notes for my Instagram handle at this is Steph sober. My DMs are always open.